You're listening to Dig to Win, the podcast that levels up your e-com game and inspires you to adopt a winning entrepreneurial mindset. Here are your hosts, Michael Fennick and Jamie Paros. Welcome, everybody, all our listeners, Dig to Win podcast, episode 29, 29 weeks. I know, I, I think every time I intro Michael, and it's my turn to intro because we take turns, um, when I intro and I say episode whatever, I, I freak out every time I say it, and I know it's every second week, but episode 29, like we've been doing this for 29 weeks straight, and that's nothing in the podcast world because people have hundreds of episodes, but it just feels cool that we're up to episode 29. Welcome, mate. I hope you've had a great week and to all our listeners out there. Man, the last couple of weeks we've been fleshing out some really, real cool topics. I'm loving where the show's going. We're even getting some, you know, amazing emails and messages and even some people, Michael, from, I can't remember who it was. I was on a Zoom call with someone from the other side of the world and they said, you know, I love your podcast and it's just awesome. It's just something totally different and what people aren't doing in the space as far as e-com. So, Pretty proud of how we're just being able to help people. That's the main intention. But, uh, mate, how are you going? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, like you said, we've got some unbelievable messages. And you know what? As a content creator, which we are, it, it really it really does give us a boost of energy to, to know that our messaging is landing. It, it really does. Mm. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, if we only have one listener, and it helps that one person, well, that's it. We've achieved our objective of, you know, setting out on doing this little podcast. So plenty yeah, more to come, awesome. guys, as we as we are morphing into more mindset stuff, which is um, right up our alley. Yeah, and just for those, you know, out there that we, you know, in our community, uh, just wanted to mention that, you know, next two, three weeks, we're looking at um, tickets being on sale for Southern Cellar Fest. I'm really excited about that and what's happening in the background and we can't wait to connect with people. I know there's lots of people that listen to Dig the Win that uh, are going to be attending that event and you know what, I just can't wait to say hello to as many people as possible out there. So um, a shout out to our Dig to Win listeners and Amazon followers, Southern Cellar Fest, massive event coming up real soon. But as far as today and today's episode, as you are out there walking the dog or sitting there with your AirPods doing some washing or hanging the clothes on the line or whatever you're doing, picking up the kids, we've got a cracker for you today and we'll be back straight after this. The Dig to Win, Fire Up Fuel. Hello and welcome back to Fire Up Fuel. And um, we are talking today about a really important thing that we can all fall into the trap of, um, you know, doing this particular thing. And it's basically, we're, we're going to examine comfort and all the different angles of what that means, you know, being comfortable and staying in your comfort zone and getting out of your comfort zone and what's what that means. So, so basically, you know, the way I look at it, and I'm just going to go straight to the point. If you're really comfortable where you're at, your motivation to want more, and I don't care what anyone says, it's going to be less. But if you're willing to stick your hand up and say, hello, universe, please look at me. I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone. 
what you're telling everybody, what you're telling yourself and the universe is that you are willing to want more and become better. Now, when you have that attitude and you want to become better, it's not just from a success standpoint. You've got to think about the impact on those around you. So if you Mm. become better and put your hand up and you want to get out of the comfort zone, you start that business. Well, the impact is you can employ people. You're putting food on people's tables. You can give to charity. A lot of people get scared of when they want to get out of their comfort zone, but you got to shift the way you think. Mm. Yes, it might be fearful, but you got to know that becoming better and impacting more has to rule. So, Jamie, I want to bring you in. And I know you've spoken about this subject plenty of times when mm. we've had some discussions with, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs. Mm. But you know what? Comfort, you're either comfortable or you're willing to jump the fence and jump into the, the playing field and get uncomfortable. And it's something I think that we, you know, it's a really good topic to touch on. Yeah, I love the intro, mate. That's awesome. And it's a great topic to talk about because everyone's got different levels of comfort and comfort zones and all that. And everyone's got different objectives for what they're looking to weave their way through their life to achieve or do. Um, So I've got a couple of angles on this, Michael. One is when you say you're going to do something compared to, uh, let's say, um, let's just call it that, you know, that you've got some goals in your life or you want to have a family, you want to get married, like just, general moving through life goals. I want to have a, you know, I want to get married. I want to have a house. I want to do that. Like they're cool. But I'm talking about when you say you're going to do something and let's call it business for now. It could be anything. When you say you're going to do something or achieve something. And as again, just an example for just right now, we're talking business, right? So when you say I'm going to build that retail store or I'm going to build that real estate agent, I'm going to hire or lease out that warehouse and I'm going to become a mechanic. When you say you're going to do something, but you get comfortable with your current situation and you don't hunt or dig to go and fulfill that statement that you've made, I think that that's where people let themselves down the most. And I've seen it time and time again when they actually say, I want to do that. I really, really want to do that and be that person and and grow into that person and do that. And then they don't. We've had it plenty of times. And like you said, we've spoken to entrepreneurs of all sorts that say, you know, I'm really doing this, I'm doing that. And then when you have a look under the hood, they're not doing the work, they're comfortable. And I think I said it to one person one time, Michael, you said it before the show. If you have food on your table every night, You've got a beautiful piece of steak, or if you're a vegan, you've got some beautiful veggies or whatever it is, right? There's no, you know, food things here. I'm just saying for you know an analogy. If you've got beautiful, healthy food on your table every night, you're comfortable, you're going to work, you're putting food on the table for yourself or your family or your loved ones. Why would you, in pouring down rain, and this is just an analogy, go out into the countryside? hunt through the hills for two, three days to find a beast, and let's call it, you know, we're getting a little bit caveman here, but just follow me here, 
and find a beast to bring home for food on the table because your family were hungry and desperate. You've got a sirloin steak on the plate, cooked in the fry pan at home. You're comfortable. Why would you hunt? Why would you go trek through rain and forests and hills and and kill yourself to bring that beast back home for everybody to eat? And I know that's just a weird analogy, but follow me. The reason is, is because you're comfortable with your current circumstance and the drive to go and do those extra things isn't enough for you to want to go and do it. Now, if we're putting a monetary figure on it here, you park $10 million in my bank account, $20 million in my bank account today, next week, Michael, you and I will be doing the Dig to Win podcast. Next week, Michael, you and I will still be building what we're building. Next week, Michael, as soon as China opens up, I'll be on a plane to China to look at more products for my Amazon business. Next week, Michael, me and you will still be doing the things and putting on Southern Sellerfest because we have a bigger picture of growing into people and growing into the best version of ourselves that it doesn't matter how comfortable we are, the hunger and the drive is taking us on the journey. Yeah, so well said, oh, mate. Yeah, if, if you, you I don't know. Yeah, I, I was just going to say. So, for those of you out there that have got different goals, I hate putting blanket on things like you know, oh, it's just business or it's just finance or it's just you know your your, your monetary goals because there's so much more to that, right? We all understand that, but I'm just putting it in the perspective there. Let's call it a monetary goal. If you're comfortable and you've got a nice piece of, you know, scotch fillet on the plate, why go and hunt? You've got dinner. Why go? Why should I put my boots on and go out in the rain and, and look for something else? I've got it here. So I think people need to start looking deep within. The most important thing you said, Michael, is portraying it out to the universe. I think that's the biggest thing because I think that once you get out of your comfort zone, and you start wanting to actually put it out there to the universe, like you said, I want to become this person, it's going to go, yeah, okay, let's see what you're made of. Let's see what you're made of. You said you're going to do it. I'll give you some signs and I'll give you some tips along the way. You show me your level of commitment. You have to do it. It's not going to fall in your lap. And I think the biggest growth we ever see is when we're being tested. Whenever I've been tested and I'm under pressure and I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing here? This is crazy. I'm nervous. I have been nervous in my stomach, Michael. Butterflies, like what are we doing? Like, like Southern Salafest, a massive event. We're putting ourselves out there like never before. It's a big thing. We're flying out all these speakers. We're, 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 we're hiring an ICC in Sydney. It's a big venue. I'm, I'm, I, I get a bit nervous. I'm excited, but I'm nervous, right? It's where that massive growth happens. We put it out there to the universe a year or so ago, mate. We said, mate, let's put on the biggest show ever in this country with the biggest names that have never been here before. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say that. Anyone can say that. But go and actually do it and see what's happening behind the scenes is a totally different beast. And I'm nervous and anxious and excited. And this is where we're seeing massive growth within ourselves, mate. Yeah, so well said, mate. Um, <clears throat> and, and when you were talking before about people being comfortable and and not willing to, you know, go out and get the beast and the food and everything, 
I, I kind of, this thought came into my mind as far as, and especially when you mentioned if someone, you know, put in 10 or $20 million in your account, like we'd still wake up and do the things we're doing right now. We'd do the podcast and, and sell and sell a fest and everything. And it made me ponder this interesting thought. The way I look at growth and, and, and development and everything, the version of Michael Fennec will never be completed. Mm. So therefore, I'm always going to be taking that next step, the next step, the next step, because I know that me as a person won't be complete until the day I take my last breath on this earth. So yeah, unreal. It it kind of like it's a good way of looking at it. You know, if you're comfortable, it's like okay, I'm happy with this version, but I just know everybody's got so much more. But it's a really interesting way to look at it. I never forget um, a really a really great thing that Nick Faldo said many many years ago. Um, Nick, for those that don't know, is a, a, a British professional golfer. He's won majors. He was a very, very good athlete. And they asked him one one day about, you know, feeling nerves and being in uncomfortable positions during a tournament. And I'll never forget his response. He said, I want to feel uncomfortable. And I want to feel nerves. And he says, because if I didn't, I've missed the cut. I'm on the plane Mm. and I'm on my way home. And I don't know, that stuck with me. and, And I kind of like think the same. If I'm feeling nervous, I go, okay, I'm feeling nervous. But I actually kind of, I'm happy I've got the nerves in my back pocket because I know on the other side of this nerves I'm going to move something forward. I don't know what it is. It could be a meeting. It could be you know, pitching investors, whatever. But I know on the other side of those nerves, I'm going to advance forward. And when I advance forward, taking on that nerves and the welcoming of the nerves, I'm going to just go up a little level. Boom. Feel the nerves again. Good. I'm progressing. I'm trying to better the version of myself, which is, I think, really, really important. But I'll never forget that, you know, getting uncomfortable means we're doing stuff. We're impacting people. Obviously, we're impacting ourselves and what we achieve, but it's not about what we're achieving. It's about the person. If we put our hand up and say we want to get uncomfortable, it means we want to do more to be better. And I think about if I'm better, who can I impact, which is the Mm. driver. If you think about it, mate, um, and, and we're always real with whatever we say and it just comes from the heart, you know what I mean? And we just say it how it is with how we feel about it. If it resonates, it resonates. We just want to help people. So that's cool. Um, but I think about like, you know, what we're talking about today and I think about a lot of the people in my life, right? Um, business associates, family, you know, you know, whether it's cousins, uncles, aunties, whatever, like just, I think about the people in my life when we talk, right? I think about some of the people who are inspiring me at the moment and things they're doing. I think about people who are in my life that I love that will just never, ever, ever in a million years be an entrepreneur in a million years. And that's cool, right? That's really cool. Like I still love those people that are in my life that have meaning to me, right? 
I think that this podcast, mate, is and today's session, we can't we can't say if you do this or if you don't do that, you won't get this, you won't get that. There's so many different hats that people wear. And as you were talking, I thought about two in particular people. One of them is a family member I I love dearly, and he's very close to me. We got brought up together. He would never in one million thousand years, which is not a thing, right? But not in one million thousand years do anything, anything closely remotely to what I'm doing. He would absolute crap himself. He would not know what to do. He wouldn't even know where to start. He's not interested in building a business. He's happy. He's got a a child and a wife and he is happy as Larry and that's him. And I get along with him like a house on fire. He's one of my best mates. He's a family member. He's a cousin, right? We catch up every couple of weeks and that. That's him. That's cool, right? Then I think thought of another person who I had a meeting with um, only about four or five days ago who built up a company across the globe with 7,000 employees who sold his shares for hundreds of millions of dollars, retired basically at our age, mid-40s, let's call it, in Puerto Rico with his family, but couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stop. And now he's building up another business just as big as that one. He had every opportunity to put the tools down and just chill, but it's the drive inside him and whatever that is as him as a being, as him as a person that goes, you know what, Dale, we're here with our three kids on Puerto Rico. We wake up every day to the sunrise and fresh food and beautiful life, but I've got to go back and do this. Now that, right? is a different person to my cousin who is got the white picket fence and the happy life. They're both happy. They're both happy. One can't do what others doing and the other one can't do what he's doing. My point here is if you say you're going to be or going to do or going to grow into something, don't let yourself down. Don't say it and don't do it. Don't say it and give up. At least put it out there and 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 do the things that you're going to say. That's more important. Letting yourself down would be catastrophic, I think, for your growth, putting it out there, testing yourself. And if you want to grow and you want to be that person with whatever it is, not 7,000 employees, but just in your world, in your entrepreneurship, please. It's more inspiring to me and Michael and whoever's around you that you just never gave up doing what you were doing. That would inspire me. I've spoken to people, Michael, we had a conversation with a couple of ladies on a coaching call, I remember not long ago, and they were both young mothers, very, very small children, not giving up building an entrepreneurship business. They inspired the hell out of me. Young family, very busy. Everyone knows what it's like with someone that has kids that age but didn't give up, driven, focused. That's inspirational to me, right? Just the fact that they're doing it is inspirational to me. And it's also so cool with me if I talk to my cousin and he goes, how are you going, mate, with all your stuff? And this Sydney thing that you're doing with Southern Cellarfest is amazing. Man, like the things you're doing is just crazy. I could never do that. And I'm cool with that. He's one of my best mates. I love him. 
So again, when you put yourself out there, make sure you commit. Don't get comfortable. And if you're asking for growth and you're asking for clues and you're asking for the universe to help, do it and be and be comfortable about it. Be comfortable about being uncomfortable. Mate, that, that's gold. Can, can I just finish off with a, a quick story on being uncomfortable? It's actually quite funny. Well, not funny at the time. But um, I was in Beverly Hills on business and I had lined up um, coming to our office in Beverly Hills, the manager of an A-list celebrity, globally recognized. And I was quite nervous to start with because it was a very significant meeting, etc. And about 10 minutes before the meeting, my crew, my team there pulled me aside and said, listen, this manager is the decision maker. I went, yeah. He goes, but we've got to tell you something. I said, what? He go. They said, I don't forget it. They said he can be quite rude, <laughs> and he's. This is what he'll do. You're going to open up and explain what your business does, and he's going to assess it in his mind in about four seconds. And if he <laughs> if it doesn't resonate with him, he will politely stop you and say, this isn't for us, and he'll get up and walk out. And I'm telling you now, hey, this is honestly, right? I'm thinking, (laughs) I was going to swear then, holy crap. So I went from nervous to mega, mega nervous, right? Oh, mate. Cut a long story short, I went in there, and I thought, you know what? Stuff it. I don't care if he walks out. I'm just going to do my thing. He stayed for the whole meeting, loved it, ended up doing a deal down the track. But the reward was that I went through that passage of being uncomfortable and I got through that. And do you know the confidence that gave me of being able to handle that situation? My next meetings, I was like bulletproof. So that's the story, mate. Being uncomfortable. That's unreal, mate. Getting on the other side is where the rewards are. Well, on that note, <laughs> that was crazy, man. Um, on that note, guys, I just hope that um, our conversations and subject matters are landing and, you know, not even landing, you know, just helping. Um, like Michael said at the start of the show, if one person listened to our podcast, we'd still do it next week. And if that person was able to be helped from our conversation, then we'll keep doing what we're doing. So um, on that note, Thanks so much for listening and lending us your ears. Michael, that was a fantastic riff. Um, I love doing what we're doing when we have our little half-hour session each week to talk about the things that we love doing, and that's you know helping people above the shoulders. Um, dig to win. Uh, thank you, everybody. We will join you next week on episode 30. And, um, yeah, it's just an exciting journey that we're all on together. So um, take care for now, and thanks for your time, and we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to Dig to Win. To connect with Michael and Jamie, follow them on Instagram at Jamie Powers and at Michael Fennick, or join their award-winning Amazon Facebook group, Endgame Network. Network.